The contents of this podcast is for general information only and does not constitute financial advice or consider individual circumstances. Please seek your own independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice before making investment decisions. You're back with another episode of Decoding Crypto. We are so happy to have you here. I'm Ed Stott and my co-host is Collective Shift CEO Ben Simpson. Ben, how are you? I'm fantastic, Ed. How are you? Excellent. I want to talk to you today about one of your favorite topics, NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that you you have a couple of NFTs, right? I've got... Um... I mean, the market's taken a huge correction, right? The NFT market's down quite considerable. Um, I think we're probably down 90, 95% volumes. Uh, I think we're at like 12 or 20 month yearly lows in terms of trading volumes. But some of the floor prices are holding out relatively well. Uh, my biggest holding is Moonbirds. And then I hold like the uh, Australian Open, uh, AO Ball, uh, and a few other different, uh, I don't know, the Adidas NFT and a few other different um, different holdings. So, uh, but yeah, the, the sort of latest craze to come out of the nft space right now is, is what we're going to talk about with these exchanges um not allowing uh, or removing these uh, creator uh, royalties uh, from the from from the price which is interesting yeah so this is kind of crazy because obviously as we've spoken about before the whole deal with nfts is that because they're based on the blockchain every time an nft is sold then the creator of that nft will get royalties in perpetuity so every time it's sold every time it changes hands because we can trace exactly where it's going exactly where it's come to which we couldn't ever have done with art before apart from stamping the back of a painting and it means that the creator of the nft will get a cut of those royalties literally every time this piece of art changes hand but as you mentioned there ben the space is changing because many marketplaces are choosing to either ignore or let traders choose whether or not to pay creator royalties. And this has raged on for a few months amongst artists and collectors, but now the trend is apparently taking hold across parts of the industry. The most recent, we've seen the Solana NFT market, the largest marketplace by far on Solana in, in Magic Eden, they said that creator royalties would no longer be mandatory after it lost a sizable market share to royalties shunning upstarts. This is kind of shocking to me. Like, I don't know as much about NFTs as you do, Ben, but this is kind of shocking to me in that it's one of the main reasons that people like NFTs, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, from a creator perspective, it's it's very um, it's very attractive, right? Mm. Your ability to earn a royalty on every transaction. I think this is what this, what we're going to see here is more of the quality projects and creators move away from Solana because they can't uh, you know they can't earn their, their ongoing fees there. There's, yeah. there's very little incentive. So it looks like Solana is more um, trying to make a better platform or a better experience for the investors uh, by reducing their fees. But it, but by doing that, I think. As I mentioned, the incentives for good good projects to go to Solana is probably very uh, very limited now, and they're probably going to see more go to Ethereum because OpenSea haven't changed. It's the same on Ethereum, um, but this is an ongoing development. I mean, the, the NFT space is so new. I think they're still trying to find out where. But because if you think about it, if a normal business was you know selling you something with a ten to fifteen percent transaction fee, that's one way to look at it. That's quite a lot. But the NFT space has sort of flipped at it, and it's not like it's a transaction fee. It's it's a royalty. So it's not like it's added on top of the price it's just deducted off the price mm. um, to give back to the original owners the 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 person that's buying an asset 
you know, if say, say the asset's $100, they're not paying $115 with their 15% royalty. They're still paying $100. Just $15 of that is going to the original creator and $85 is going to the person that owns, uh, the most recently owns it. So yeah, fascinating to see where this goes. But I mean, Solana's been up and coming NFT, uh, you know, um, marketplace for a little while now. Um, they're obviously trying to change it up a little bit and try and compete with Ethereum in some way, shape or form. And this is the route they're going down. So it'll be interesting to see what the collections do if they move yeah. away from Solana. And as you said, Ethereum's still the largest blockchain platform for NFTs. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens as more and more of these marketplaces start to stop paying these royalties. But it kind of surprises me, you know, when you hear this, that that, that marketplaces are just deciding to not pay these royalties. But it's kind of unsurprising when you think about it because this is not a regulated environment. It's not like copyright or any other royalty that's paid in the traditional markets where it's enforceable by law. This is this is an unregulated environment. So it's kind of not surprising that this has happened, right? Well, I mean, on the other side of that, these NFTs are built on what's called smart contracts. So really, there shouldn't be any human intervention. The whole idea of the crypto space and decentralization is things that can happen automatically. So if we think about when an NFT is bought, uh, that money automatically goes to the original creator based on the smart contract now. But, but what looks like it's happening is that Solana is actually just, you know, interrupting that actual smart contract going in and just re- removing it, which is, like you said, is a bit ridiculous. Like that sounds pretty... Uh, you know, pretty not normal or pretty, um, I mean, sad for the creators that created them on a slump because once you create an NFT, right, that is it. It's recorded on the blockchain. It's mm. not like you can just pick it up and move it no. um, or, or change where its uh, origin comes from. So, yeah, the fact that they've sort of done this out of the blue is pretty pretty devastating for those creators on Solana, I think. As we know, a lot of the NFT market actually lives on Ethereum, which has quite a good scene. And the, and there's no signs at the moment that they're going to start doing the same thing as Solana. Solana doesn't have as large or valuable an artwork market, and its NFT space is actually dominated by profile picture collections and video game NFT objects. But it's still not a great thing. One Solana NFT artwork marketplace exchange art have you know spoken out against these moves by magic eden and that they've said that a social contract was broken by marketplaces rejecting royalties and they're gonna offer a tool that lets creators block their nfts from being traded on these marketplaces which might be one solution Mm, that's fascinating i'm just trying to look into as well like the volume uh, between Solana and uh, Ethereum, it seems that the Solana volume has been growing, um, mm. and uh, transactions on the Solana NFT uh, platform crossed one million for the first time uh, in September. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, Ethereum is still leading the way in terms of the dominant force of uh, NFT volume, but uh, the Solana ecosystem is is definitely slowly growing. So, yeah, interesting to see where this goes. So Tyler Hobbs, who's an artist behind um, a new project on Ethereum called QQL, he and his collaborator, he's called Dandelion Whist, what a wonderful name, have decided to take a stand against this. So they've created a smart contract or the code that powers autonomous decentralized Web3 apps, and they've 
created this smart contract that includes a blacklist that prevents listed Ethereum marketplaces from interacting with its NFTs on behalf of owners. So QQL NFTs can't be sold through those platforms. So I think it's interesting, you know, that whilst this isn't a good thing for the NFT marketplace, it does mean that, you know, because this is such a new technology, it's almost inevitable that this kind of thing is going to come up. And, and now artists and creators and coders are creating solutions to this as these problems come up. And that's kind of interesting. Well, you still, yeah, can still edit those contracts. So for the Moonbirds, for example, I, what's called nest my Moonbirds. So I put it basically, it's like a, it's like a rewarding, a rewards program. And to do that, you basically stake your Moonbird. So you nest your Moonbird and you earn rewards for the for the longer you hold your Moonbird, the more rewards you receive. And the sort of more like, if you think like um, leveling up in a game, like the Sims, for example, the more XP points you get, right? But what it does is that you can't list your NFT on OpenSea while it's nested. So they've built into the smart contract that, hey, if you go and uh, put it on OpenSea, it's going to block the transaction and you won't be able to sell it. So yeah, creators are working around this already, and they still, in in most cases, have have control over, you know, being made out of block transactions on on various things. Interesting. And that same uh, artist Hobbs, he has said that he doesn't believe that this NFT royalty enforcement is just down to code. He doesn't think that it should solely fall on that. He says that it's a cultural problem and that collectors need to understand why artist royalties are important and platforms and marketplaces need to reach a similar cultural consensus. No one has yet with art. I think that's where we are. <laughs> why Why we are where we are with music, with everything right now. It's, And I agree with him that it's a cultural issue, but I don't think we're going to find a solution to that anytime soon. I wonder if, um, back to my point earlier, if it's Solana trying to create some sort of like unique value, uh, you know, selling point for investors. I'm um, just looking here. So the OpenSea uh, is basically doing three times the amount. So Ethereum is on OpenSea. is doing around mm-hmm. three times the amount of trading volume than, uh, than its competitors. So Magic Eden on Solana is doing 127 million and OpenSea is doing 350 million. So uh, a little bit over two times. I'm wondering if they're trying to make it you know, better for investors by reducing those fees, and that's why they've done it. But obviously, it's just you know kicked up a stink with the creators. So yeah, interesting. Definitely one to watch. Okay, Ben, thanks so much. We'll see you again on Monday. See ya.